Forgiveness is a significant part of any relationship. In fact, it's a mandatory part of any relationship. Where do we learn to do this? How do we begin to do this? We need to be living examples of being forgivers, and we need to teach our children. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and this week we're talking about teaching forgiveness. Yesterday's program, we read some of the Bible verses that are very clear on forgiving others so that Christ can no forgive option. you. There's no option. Yeah, there's no wiggle room. You would think there is because God is so good and merciful, and then that's exactly the point. God is so good and merciful, then that's why we can forgive. We have the power, and sometimes we don't believe we have the power to forgive. And we need to learn that, but also teach that to our kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there are times when we see these mandates from God. If you don't forgive, you'll be not forgiven in Matthew. And and there's five or six other passages on this. It's not like this one random passage. And there's stories throughout Scripture on this. And we talked about Joseph yesterday. And there's sometimes we hear God telling us to do something, and we think he's being unfair rather than being incredibly kind and gracious, and he knows us. You know, earlier this morning, I had my uh, 16-month-old grandson running through the office, and he loves to play. For Father's Day one year, my children gave me a shoe shine machine. It's just like the kind in hotels. It's got a button on top and then two the big fluffy spin. things will spin around <laughs> and shine your shoes. I brought it in here because I've never used it and it should be in here. And he goes running for it every time and pushes the button, push button, push button. Well, he was starting to get the wire, the electrical wire oh. that it plugs into in the thing. And I know, okay, we have a problem here. And so I'm pulling him away from it and he's awesome. He's the screamer. This, yeah. this I love this one. This one is so strong. He's awesome. He is his mother, Tori, to a T. So I know soul. Tori is awesome today at, in her mid-30s. So this one, uh, Judah, is going to be awesome. And so I'm pulling him away. He can't believe I'm pulling him away from this toy that I generally let him play with. Mm-hmm. And so he's screaming, and I got him, and I'm trying not to laugh. And I'm unplugging it and, and putting it back. And because he screamed, we're done. And I closed the door on it. He couldn't go back to play with it. And he was just furious. And there's a lack of trust in a 15-month-old mm-hmm. um, that I can't believe you're being mean to me. I can't believe you're not letting me there. I totally Now I'm totally mad at you. And you want to rationalize with this 15-month-old and say, you need to trust me on this. That was mm-hmm. for your safety. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 gazillion volts could have gone through you if that thing popped out. That right. was for your safety. It's the same with God. It's like, son, so you don't trust me in this one. Well, you, Lord, you have no idea what this person did to me. Right. You have, I'm hurt. Oh, my focus goodness. Focus on our hurt. How can you? Yes, you have no idea. And it's God saying, yeah, and I want you to get past it. Because long after the incident is cured, you're going to have the cancer inside of you of bitterness or anger or lack of forgiveness. And so we want to heal the whole thing. And so the process of forgiveness, here it is in a nutshell, it's not normal. Hmm. It's not normal. It's natural to be mad. It's natural to be angry. It was natural for that 15-month-old Judah to be mad that I took him away from the machine. And so we act like toddlers sometimes. It's not natural. God, you want me to do something that's not natural? It might not be natural, but it's right and it's good. And it's not just something you're doing for me. Mm-hmm. It's something you're doing for you. It's not just something you're doing for the offending person who's offended you. This is for you because lack of forgiveness leading to bitterness is this all-consuming anger. You see it on the highway today. People on 595 uh, or any of the highways With today, the they're not yeah, they're not mad at somebody getting a little in front of them. They're venting at the person a little in front of them because of the mm-hmm. anger that is built up because of what somebody else has done. Mm-hmm. Rosemary and I were on an airplane that sat on the tarmac. 
uh, for an hour. They kept deciding whether they were going to take us back to deplane us, but maybe we're the next. We're in the Atlanta airport on the tarmac, and everybody's going crazy. These hyper salesmen went off the plane, take us back. They're also important. And Rosemary is sitting next to this man who an older man and reaches down in his briefcase and takes out some stuff and she's looking at it and she realizes it's written in Japanese. And so she turns over to talk to him and Rosemary speaks Japanese. So and, she busts out. Oh, she, he was intrigued because <laughs> her Japanese is still a 12. She grew up in Japan from nine months old to 12 years old. So she still speaks like a 12 year old with mm-hmm. the words. Well, she finishes and she says, you know, I just talked to the calmest man on the plane who is without a doubt the most important man on the plane. He's one of the heads of one of the departments uh, at NIH. He's a physician, a research scientist physician, and uh, originally from Japan. And he reads the journals in Japanese to stay up on his Japanese, but his, you know, his English was perfect. And that was, he looks over me and talks a little bit in English, Mm -hmm. um, perfect English. And I saw a man at peace with himself. We're not at peace because of this lack of forgiving the people around us. And we're raising children who are watching their parents yell and scream at soccer refs Mm -hmm. uh, for the eight-year-olds. Help me out here. You're Mm -hmm. kidding. Mm -hmm. And people that do things. Things that are in a rage that are venting because it's all of a sudden comes to a head that they haven't dealt with. Forgiveness is so unbelievably important and teaching it is mandatory. Yeah. And and forgiveness is also not um, an immediate thing. You know, we talk about it. Yes, you can make a choice to forgive, but someone, a friend of mine was like, what, do I have to make a choice every single day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And exactly. sometimes initially every single hour. Yeah. You know, when our babies were little and Tori was great and she was constantly doing stuff to Roby and because she's the oldest and we <laughs> would, could. we would have to make, we would make Tori say, I'm sorry. And she'd say, sorry. And we would make Roby say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And they didn't mean it, but we were practicing it. Mm-hmm. You know, initially when you know you have to forgive, there may be some sincerity in it. But you're processing it and processing Is it. Is there any way to get sincerity out of that situation? I think it takes time out of that situation. I've tried doing that with, with my children, stepkids. No, th- those are children. Why would I expect children to do something most adults aren't doing? Yeah. I, we're practicing. And then you affirm that with your children later on. I was very proud of you uh, for saying, I forgive you to her. Well, she didn't sound like she meant it when she said we're sorry. Whoa. But you're not responsible for her. You're responsible mm. for you. And I was very proud of you. I forgive you, Tori. Well, we have to say that. I know we do. But you said it before I asked asked you to say it, Roby. It was perfect. And that's the thing. We feel like we're responsible for justice for what's been done to us, but we're only responsible for our reaction. What happened, happened. Yes, God will have his part in with the other person, but you are responsible. Oh, I want him to have his part. Sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. (laughs) But vengeance is mine, says the Lord. What am I doing? I I jump into the God role. Mm -hmm. I have no nothing to be in the God role. And and here's the amazing thing. If God were to say, Bob, come sit here with me, um, what do you want me to do to them? Oh, thank you. I mean, that was the king talking to Haman. Mm -hmm. And uh, what should I do for a man who has done this, this, and this, and this? And and Haman doesn't realize he's giving his own in the book of Esther, he's giving his own execution out. Wow. Um, no, because I, God would say, okay, good. Now I'm meeting with so-and-so who you did a horrible thing to two years ago. I got to go. I'm sorry about because I'm going to ask them now what they want me to do to you. Oh, wait a minute. Look, can we talk? Yeah, no, son. Forgiveness is forgiveness. I have forgiven you everything. Mm-hmm. So how can you not give it back out? I want to help my children learn how to do this. Now, let me say there is a demographic of my friends, and the word demographic just means group. Uh, I have a lot of friends who uh, are divorced. 
Um, and I would say probably half of my board of directors. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just very sensitive leaders who have been through the pain. And uh, for many of them, that's what brought them to Christ. Mm -hmm. And for many of them, the pain was just amazing. Uh, and for some, many of them I met in the counseling room working through the pain. But I know from them the hardest thing and most important thing is the X factor, is to learn how to forgive their X and mean it and then get up the next day and mean it and maybe get to the next hour and mean it. Mm -hmm. And when the children come home and tell all the things that their X said about them mm -hmm. that are not nice and wanting to retaliate and wanting to come back and showing the children a whole different picture, I'm very sorry that your mom feels that way. I don't remember it like that. I don't see it like that. But I'm very sorry that your mom feels that way. And children, you feel free to share that with me if you need to. I'm just going to pray for your mom. Well, Dad, did she? I'm very sorry that your mom feels that way. But it's hard when it's constant it and has it's to be not rehearsed. stopping. It has to be yeah, rehearsed. Yeah, and in I'm my not brain. feeling that either. And a lot of times you just, well, I don't feel it. How do you? How do you even begin to say something like that and even remain calm? I think I yes, that you said it very well. In fact, you got a little excited even giving me the question. Yes, I have to know how important this is for the children to see. I have to know how important it is for the children to see me in a different light. It will all register when they're in their 20s. They will remember, this parent is the one that was constantly berating the other parent, but this other parent never, ever came back like that. If they lost it for a moment and did, they came back and apologized to us and even apologized to the other parent. I, I want to apologize for something I said. I got all jacked up and uh, I said something about you I shouldn't have. I, but I have to remember this. God is always in the room. He's always in the room. I don't want to disappoint him. And I have such an amazing responsibility for the nutrients I feed into the brains of my children. And they're going to go away with realizing this is justifiable behavior. Anger and angry words are justifiable. No, they're but it's, not. It's hard because human nature comes out, especially in front of your kids. And it's just hard to feel that way to even begin to control your emotions and how you, I mean, you can start getting red in the face and you're telling them, well, I will pray for your mother or well, your I father. Well, think, I think when it gets to that point, you didn't prepare yourself for some realities. It's kind of like a lineman on the football field going, going in for the first play and coming out and saying to the coach, he smacked me. Hmm. I can't even believe it. He hit me. Well, son, that's kind of the job we've prepared you for. I think I need to be ready and really ask God for help. You know, Lord, I'm driving over there to pick him up. And as I pick him up, I'm bringing him home after this visit. Father, I need to not let them have the remote control to the atmosphere in this car or the atmosphere of this conversation. I know they're going to say things that are going to light me up. So, Father, I'm asking you for the strength now. And this isn't a once and for all time prayer. I'm asking them for the strength now. I'm asking you for the strength now, Lord. I want to know you're there and I want to see your smile while I'm doing that. I just want to imagine this because they're children. I should expect this from children. Mm -hmm. And if my ex doesn't realize how important this is, this not sowing the seeds of anger and rage and bitterness, then I'm sorry for my ex. There's a reason the word ex is attached to this person. And so I need to be in control. But you went down a road, Ruthie, and the road you went down was, was really, there's a word here called feelings that you were talking about mm -hmm. in this road. Unfortunately, America, either I control my feelings or my feelings control me. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that have made such radical mistakes because because of their feelings, could have been sexual feelings, could have been whatever feelings. Right. And I'm born this way. This is my real me. I'm just being real here. I mean, these are all the catchphrases to say, I'm not responsible for my actions. Oh, yeah. All the catchphrases to say, I'm a toddler. 
You know, I, I, when, you when I was, it. yeah, when I was, when I was a toddler, I needed a diaper because mm-hmm. I couldn't control myself. Mm-hmm. At some point, I need to grow up and start taking control and taking responsibility for my feelings. You know, I don't know whether you were alive when I was in graduate school, so you weren't alive. Now I think about it. There was a phrase: "If it feels good, do it," mm-hmm. and it was the dumbest phrase on the planet. Mm-hmm. But without saying that phrase, we're kind of back there. And with this thing of bitterness and anger, let's face it: it feels good to vent. Yeah. It feels good to get it out. So go for a walk with God and vent. Get away from the children. But I have to teach my children the importance of forgiveness because God says it because it'll debilitate their ability to have relationships if they don't do it. That means it starts with me. I can't teach them something I'm not willing to do. Mm-hmm. I must set the example. So here's the perverseness of this whole line of thinking. If you are divorced, separated or divorced, the way you speak of your ex, you have a high privilege of demonstrating not just a responsibility, but a privilege more than almost anybody else on planet Earth of demonstrating this most unbelievable, most needed lesson in our culture today, the ability to forgive. Mm-hmm. I got to watch when we were before when we were before the city that we're in going for the zoning on the 60-acre campus that we have here. I got to watch the mayor, um, Mayor Tom Truex, and I got to watch this godly man who was the mayor uh, open up with prayer, which made everybody furious. And Mm -hmm. then I got to watch people say, horrible. I couldn't believe the way they're talking. And I got to watch him stay calm the whole night for hours Mm -hmm. and hours. It's like it didn't define him. Oh, my goodness. You said it. It's perfect. And we walked out together, and I said, wow, if I had ever any aspirations to run for office tonight, I just took them away. I can't believe the way they talk to you. But here's what blew me away, man. You stayed so calm. Mm. And he said it. They're not in charge of me. I'm in charge of me. Mm. And I want God to be in charge of me. I want that for my children. I don't want things to come out of their mouths that will stay with them forever, which means I have to help them with their hearts. But you also, just wrapping up here, you also say you have to rehearse things in your mind. I have to anticipate. That things will come at you and how even having a catchphrase, you know, if it's your ex-husband, well, daddy is a hard worker. You know, that's all you can say nice about him. So just say something nice Uh, about him and shut your mouth. I'm sorry that he feels that way. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that he feels that way right now, kids. And I I don't remember it like that. I don't remember that scene like that, but I'm sorry he feels that way. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry he's hurting still. History has already told you that these things will happen from time to time. So each time I'm walking into those situations, it's like, okay, the defense is off the field. Now I'm on the offensive line. I'm going in. I'm going to anticipate this. In fact, I'm going to be shocked if I don't get smacked in the head. Yeah, I've got to anticipate these things rather than live in another planet. Mm. And then, yes, Lord, as I'm doing this, prepare me and give me the words of calm. I want my children to see forgiveness live and up close in person. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm Ruthie J, your host. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and all the resources online that benefit the children's homes, go to shfm.org. And if you enjoyed today's program, you want to hear it again, share it with someone, go online to parentingonpurpose.org. We hope you join us tomorrow as we continue to talk about teaching forgiveness to our children and experiencing it ourselves on Parenting on Purpose.